0: There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Not sure if you've ever looked at it this way, but saying no to God Is also saying yes to the devil. It's a double-sided transaction. And when it comes to overcoming stubborn sin, the sort that keeps coming back again and again, it turns out that the secret is in understanding that double-sided transaction. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at the stubborn sin in your life from a different perspective. I was never much of an accountant, but I do remember learning about double-entry bookkeeping systems. They were really important in manual accounting systems in particular because they provided a double-check to make sure that the account's balanced. Basically, here's how it works. Every financial transaction in the accounts has two entries, hence the name double-entry, a credit entry and a debit entry. And the whole point of that is that was the double entry provided a double check. And it's not just in accounting that we find this approach. You find it in physics too. Newton's third law says that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. In other words, when a first body exerts a force on a second body, the second body exerts a force on the first body equal in size but opposite in direction. Maybe that's something we all learned at school. And it's not just in accounting and physics that we see this two-sided approach to life. We also find it in the spiritual dimension. Absolutely we do. Every spiritual transaction has two sides to it. Every spiritual action in one direction creates an equal and opposite reaction in the other direction. So what's the point? Well, in this double-sided mystery lies our rubber-hits-the-road solution to overcoming stubborn sin, which is what we're talking about this week on the program, and what a powerful solution it is. So far this week on the program, we've seen that each one of us finds ourselves with at least one stubborn sin that we can't seem to overcome. It's so different for each one of us. Anger, temper, sexuality, greed, self-esteem, pride, the list goes on. And somehow it just defeats us each time. But whilst sin is common, it's not normal. And God's intention is to set us free from that sin, no matter how stubborn it's been to move in our lives, and it's not only his intention, it's his plan and it's his will and it's something that he does by his divine power. Yesterday we looked at this particular passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. The weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Every proud obstacle in our hearts that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and that's what the strongholds are that the Apostle Paul's talking about here, can be destroyed not by human weapons of warfare, but by the weapons of warfare that have divine power, God's divine power. And it's a power that God delights in exerting right in the moment of our weakness. So it's his power and not our strength that overcomes our sin. Here's Paul again. We looked at this again yesterday too. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So, writes Paul, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Don't you love this? Instead of just taking the messenger of Satan that was tormenting Paul away, God instead gives Paul the opportunity to discover his perfect power, God's power, the power of Jesus Christ himself in his own experience in overcoming Satan. But it's one thing to know that, yes, we have stubborn sin, and yes, it's God's plan to wield his divine power to overcome that sin in our lives. That's great. But what you and I really want to know beyond that wonderful liberating reality is how. How to lay hold of God's power and how to overcome the stubborn sin that's been racking our bodies for a lifetime. Well, today, right now, I want to take you to a deep place in God's word and show you how. Not my how, not the world's how, but God's how. Now, I've heard this scripture we're about to go to so often quoted, but only half of it quoted, not the whole of it. Only one side of the transaction, not both sides. And let me tell you, a half-truth is as good as an untruth because a half-truth can easily be turned into a lie. It's something the devil does all the time. The half-truth, the part of the scripture that's most often quoted, goes like this. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It comes from James chapter 4, verse 7 in the New Testament. And so a whole bunch of people set about resisting the devil. The problem is that the old enemy's been around much longer than you and I have, and he's seen a lot more of life than you and I have, and he's wily and crafty and deceptive, and he has authority on this earth, and he'll go to any length to catch us in his snare. He'll wait till the most opportune time, until we're tired or weak or distracted or frustrated or all of the above, and then he'll pounce, writes Peter in First Peter 5, verse 8, like a roaring lion, your adversary the devil prowls around, looking for someone to devour. Lions wait in the long grass until they see a weak animal or a young animal or a slow animal separated from the pack, and then they pounce on their prey when the time is opportune. That's the devil. He's the same way. And what we discover when we set about resisting the devil is that working hard at it doesn't work. We don't need human weapons in this spiritual battle. We need weapons full of divine And it turns out that the way to access and wield those weapons involves a double-sided transaction. That half-truth from Scripture that I gave you before, let me now give you the whole thing, the whole truth, and you'll see what I mean. James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded." Now, do you see the two sides of this transaction involved in defeating the devil, in overcoming stubborn sin? First, submit yourselves to God. Then, resist the devil. Two sides. Two sides to the ledger. A credit side and a debit side, if you want to look at it that way. And the result of that is that the devil will flee from you. Here's the thing. When we submit to God we effectively rebel against the devil and his authority on this earth. When we submit to the devil, we rebel against God and his authority in the universe. And some people have a foot in both camps, and they're the ones who are double-minded, the ones who have to cleanse their hands and purify their hearts. We're going to look at some intensely practical examples of this tomorrow on the program. But just for now, think back to Adam and Eve in the garden. When they were living that perfect life before the fall, they were submitting to God and getting all the benefits of that. But on the other side of the ledger, they were resisting the devil. See, the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from was still in the middle of the garden. It was there all the time. They just didn't eat from it. So they lived in the benefit of God's blessing. But the moment they submitted to the devil... And on the other side of the ledger, they resisted God. They rebelled against God. In that very first terrible, double-sided act of rebellion, they lost all the benefits of God's blessing. Submission to God equals rejecting the devil. Submission to the devil equals rejecting God. And in this double-sided transaction lies the practical truth of overcoming stubborn sin. If we try to do that by resisting the devil, if we try to do that by working hard at not sinning, that's a half-truth, and it won't work. The answer is first to submit to God, to draw near to him, because in so doing, he will draw near to us. And since he's the one with the power, he's the one with the weapons of the warfare that have divine power, the first thing we need to do is to submit ourselves to him, to draw close to him, and then resisting the devil is what flows out of that, and then resisting the devil actually works. definitely has its ups and downs, not to mention the fact that even when things are going well, our own foibles and failures have this amazing ability to rob us of the good things that God has planned. That's why living your best life, the life God always had planned for you, takes power, I mean serious power. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Holy Spirit Power. And God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you lay hold of the incredible power that He has ready and waiting for you, the power to be all that He made you to be through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective.